walls. How many of us have them? You know those things that hold up a house. Uh, the things that we lay traps up against to catch the little mouse uh, walls. The things that create rooms and protect us from danger and harm. Uh, we build them up and to them we attach alarms. Uh, because eventually, as we fight people from touching our walls, we realize we need more than our charm. Our charm of clever dismissal ways somehow stop working, and we need to rearm. And with that fear, we bring in smoke alarms, and we attach fire alarms, and we buy the most sensitive burglary alarms, and just in case, we stock up on the latest firearms, and so that if anyone dares to try and break down our walls, they will realize that there's been a recall, a recall on the availability that they have on our lives. Because what was once there has now been hidden. I mean, I'm sorry, protected by the walls of insecurity. I mean security. Sorry, because what was once there has now been protected by the walls of security. I can't sit here and lie to you because you've been doing that to yourself from, for quite some time now. So let me just give you one quick sentence to disturb your comfort and make you say, well, because we spend so much time carefully plastering up walls for protection uh, that we, uh, without even noticing, we slowly slip into what we call depression. And those walls that were for protection actually did stop all invasion, but managed to create a small room just big enough to spell isolation. But if you thought I was going to stop there, then you were mistaken because that can't dare be the end of the equation. But for some reason, the enemy has allowed you to live under this persuasion that your little walls can block out God's love and affection. But you ought to know that God will find a way to still make that connection. He sees your walls. He sees your walls, but he knows that there is still life, that that's not a question. No, don't doubt because just like he showed Noah by using a little raven, he can do the same for you to assure you that you're still in his safe haven because God... When God returns again, he, want, he doesn't want you to miss the grand occasion. You see, God sees your walls, but he sees all the purpose he placed in you. Yeah. So he will stand no matter uh, if you're scared. Uh, he, he, will, he, he, will, he will stand. They're knocking no matter if you're black, broken, confused, or Asian, no matter if you're scared, Latino, depressed, or Caucasian. See, God has something to say about your walls, and he simply sent me to be the liaison. If you just want to sit with me for just a few moments as we talk about a few goals. Because, see, there are some people in your life who need to switch some roles. Yeah. You see, I know you built those walls to be in control, and, but it's time to let the walls come tumbling, tumbling, tumbling down. Because, honestly, the walls, uh, they've done nothing but make you frown. And, well, God, he, he wants you smiling. He wants you to, to someday give you a crown. Those walls are inhibiting you. Uh, he didn't call you to be isolated. He called you to be a part of a town, a community, a neighborhood, a family, a group of people. But our choice of words today is a squad. So today we're calling you to go ahead and drop the facade, the I don't need anyone else facade, to tear down those walls and release control and stop trying to be God. Squad. Squad goals. When I think about a squad, a lot of things come to my mind. Uh, when I think about a squad, I mean, I'm a big, big, big Disney fan. Like, I'm still a kid at heart. So when I think of a squad, like, literally the first thing that comes to my mind is, like, Timon and Pumbaa. Because, I mean... Timon and Pumbaa, well, they were squad, right? Like, you're not going to catch one 
without the other because they rolled together. When I think of a squad, I, I wasn't really a fan of them so much, but I think of like Rugrats <laughs> because like, all right, somebody watched. <laughs> they rolled together. Like Angelica was there and, you know, she was always handling business. And I think of Rugrats. Uh, when I think of a squad, I think of Looney Tunes. You know, you got Bugs Bunny. And, and, you know, when I think of a squad, you have a picture in your mind. Something comes to mind when you think of a squad. Uh, when I think of a squad and when I think of my squad, um, I have a squad. I have a squad. I have some people that something goes down. I'm going to call them. I know they'll be there. Um, it's funny. Uh, I think of one of my friends in particular. I won't call her name. She may be watching or may watch it. I'm going to call her and tell her to watch it. Uh, but she is uh, very protective. You would think that, you know, I was her little sister who was five years old. Uh, when I was at Washington Adventist University, I was a student dean when I was still attending school before I became the chaplain. And so I used to get in confrontation a lot. You know, people always want to have something to say when you have to tell them, okay, well, you know, you broke the rules. This is what has to happen and whatnot. But I had one friend. Like when I say, if anybody just lifted a finger, they're not trying to fight me. Just lifted a finger. She's right there. What? What? What they doing? Why they in your face? Why they in their face? What they say? What they say? What they say? And she was always ready, honestly, to fight. Um, and I, I, I remember one time, actually, uh, just speaking of squad, and we'll get there, but I remember one time, well, actually two times, I'm telling her now, where she was ready to fight. I mean, she came ready. She had on her black. <laughs> she came booted and ready to fight. This time it wasn't even on my behalf, but because I was a part of her squad, I somehow found my way in the situation. Uh, and now I wasn't ready to fight. Stay with me. <laughs> and so I remember being in the dorm one time and she came downstairs, boom, 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 like she's taller than me, bigger than me, like I'm just looking like, oh, Jesus, this is going to have to be me and you because there's no way I'm going to be able to stop her. And there are, were two instances where literally, like, Literally, like homegirl was ready about to, <laughs> about to knock somebody out. And I was caught in the situation trying to figure out, okay, how am I going to stop her? And one of the times another person came and we literally had to hold her back. And I don't even know where the strength came from because I think her strength was multiplied where I had to hold her back. Squad goals. Squad goals. When you think of a squad, you think of whatever picture comes to your mind you might think of your squad. Did you know that God is the originator of squads? Squad goals, I know we see it, we see it online, you see it on posted. It's not new. God is the originator of squads. Uh, I think of the creation story, which we've been talking about a lot. Have you enjoyed that? Amen? We've been talking about creation. We've been talking a lot about Adam and Eve. And um, when I look at the creation story, um, it's so funny because we see how God, literally, he made everything. So he's creating. He's like, you know, day one, that's good. 
Day two, that's good. Day three, he's just going down. That's good, that's good, that's good. He's making everything. And then he gets to uh, making man, all right? Now, he makes Adam, but then after that, he's not like, that's good. Now, he didn't say Adam was bad, but he's just like, mm, let's read it together. Then the Lord God said, it is not good for the man to be alone. I will make a helper who is just right for him. So, amen. So God is saying, listen, all right, I made everything. Everything is good. But I have this man, and it's just not like he has the animals, but that's just not adding up. Like the animals are not, are, are not, are not uh, uh, fulfilling that satisfaction there. There's still a void um, because when God made man, he knew that he was going to need another person to be able to connect with. Let's look. So the Lord God caused the man to fall into a deep sleep. While the man slept, the Lord God took out one of the man's ribs and closed up the opening. So now you say, God's saying, okay, it's not good. Okay, I want you to go to sleep. Okay, I'm going to make a woman. And it's just like, okay, God, you just created everything. Like you just, you just created everything, you formed everything, and you made Adam out of the dust. But you made Adam out of the dust, but now you want to go put him to sleep to perform a whole surgery? Like, is that really necessary? I mean, you could have just, you know, picked up some more dust and, you know, did some more breathing, and then, bam, you would have had another person. There, bam, there would have been Eve. Yet God chose to put him to sleep and go on and just, you know, have the first surgery ever made or ever happened and to make Eve. Let's look at this quote. Uh, it says, Adam's chest was opened and a protective rib was symbolically removed to signify God's intention for Adam's heart to forever remain vulnerable to his heart-to-heart companion. Like, God knew what he was doing. They were intertwined. They needed each other. The animals couldn't supply what, what Adam needed. Adam needed Eve, and Eve needed Adam. Today we're talking about interpersonal relationships. Uh, we've been going through our creation um, series, and so we talked about C, which was choice. Let's try it again. We talked about C, which was? And then we talked about R, which was? Rest. And then we talked about E, which was? Environment. <laughs> and then we talked about A, which was? Activity. And now we are on T and I. So T is trust in God. And I is interpersonal relationships. Now, trusting God, honestly, that's the underlying factor for all this. It's the underlying factor for all, everything that we do, we have to be able to trust in God. And now, interpersonal relationships, um, you would be surprised, but they're very connect, it's very connected to our health. Very connected to our health. Your healthy relationships are very connected to your health. And so that's what we're talking about today. And it's, it's, it's funny, as we look at the story of Adam and Eve, you see that, First, Adam established a deep connection with God. That's what happened first. Right? Am, are, am I right? Yeah. So first, he had, a, he had to establish a deep connection with God. And then Adam had some time to explore his world long enough to know himself. To know who? Yeah. To know himself and discover his own strengths, needs, and desires. And then, after that, God blessed Adam with Eve. Now, it's, it's, it's funny how you look at the cycle and the way God did that. Uh, we talked about this yesterday at the lounge for, for all the people that are in here that are single. We talked about 
we talked about that a little bit because uh, you see the way God, God went in that, in that order. Like God said, okay, you know, you get to know me. All right, I need you to get to know yourself before you get to try and know someone else. It's, a, it's really hard to get to try and know someone else when you don't know who you are. Yeah. It's really hard to try and be in a relationship when you don't even know who you are. It's, it's hard to, uh, uh, to know what makes you, like, you, you can't, if you don't know what makes you happy, you don't know what brings you joy, and you just rely on somebody else to kind of tell you that. Like, you wanted to enter into a relationship, and because this other person uh, uh, likes baseball, you know, I'm going to go along with it, and that makes me happy. But if you don't like baseball, like, what makes you happy? But we're not at the lounge. Let me get back to what we're supposed to be talking about. But you, you see that the way it said, first God, um, first Adam had a deep relationship with God, and then he got time to know himself, and then God blessed him uh, with Adam and with Eve. Um, blessed Adam with Eve. And so what we see from that is that we have to have intimacy with God, with ourselves, and with others. That's what interpersonal relationships are about. That's what the relationships are about, um, having intimacy with God, with self, and with Others. Now, what is intimacy? What is intimacy? I'm going to give you a definition. It says sharing your soul and being loved and valued by another person. Amen. Amen. Now, if I asked the common person, what is intimacy? That might not be the answer. Because today in our society and in the worldview and where we are right now, when we think about intimacy, like we think about sex. Like, that's what, it's, that's what it's equated to. Like, you think about intimacy and you think about sex, but it's ironic that you connect the two, but there are a lot of people that are having sex, but they don't have intimacy. Right. And so, like, the world kind of got a little confused there because that's really not what it is. That's not the connection, and that's what's, not, uh, uh, that's not what's needed. We were created with a need for relationships with others. That's what I'm saying as far as God created the squad concept. God knew what he was doing, and he said, listen, uh, when I created you, I created you with a need for relationships. Um, the Creation Health um, book says that studies, studies have shown that people who are lonely have three to five times the risk of premature death, not only from heart disease, but from all causes of illness when compared to those who have the sense of connection and community. Do you realize that your health, is connected to your sense of community, your relationships, whether they're healthy or not. Uh, when we think of health, we don't really kind of think about all relationships. We kind of think about exercising and we think about drinking some water and, you know, not eating the Oreos. That's what we think about. But when we really look at it, it's also about, like, do you have healthy relationships? Like, are you, are, are you, do you, do you have healthy relationships? And I'm not just talking about man-woman relationships. Are you, no, I'm not talking about, you know, we're married. Do you have healthy relationships in your life? Um, then we have intimacy with God. What does that look like? Um, in the creation story, we see God walking with Adam and Eve in the cool of the day. We have to spend time with God. We have to spend time with God. We know that. Amen. Amen. We have to spend time with God. You can't be intimate with somebody if you're not spending that time. Um, it, at the same time that we have to spend time with God, we must also be open with God and share our hearts with God. 
Because, I mean, a lot of times it's just like, okay, I'm going to spend time with God. I'm going to just kind of like, okay, I'm going to go. I'm going to pray. I'm going to open my Bible. I'm going to do my devotion because that's what they told me to do. That's what I'm supposed to do. So I'm going to do that. But at the same time, I'm still closed off. I'm not really trying to open up to God. I, I'm not really trying to tell him anything because I feel like he already knows it anyway. So I'm just going to kind of stay closed off to myself and not really be open and vulnerable with God. Then you have intimacy with self. Intimacy with self. Um, there's a quote by Wayne Dyer that says, you cannot be lonely if you like the person you're alone with. You can't be lonely if you like the person you are alone with. That's good. Because see, there's a difference between being alone and lonely. There's a difference. But a lot of us are lonely. We're not alone. <laughs> but we're lonely. You can't learn to love yourself until you get to know yourself. Like, you can't, like, somebody else can't learn to love you without you loving yourself. I've, I've been in a, this whole year, literally, has been just a self-awareness thing that God has me going on. Like, I was telling them earlier, like, I literally thought I was, you know, good. Like, I know I just came here, and I came here by myself, and, you know, a lot of, sure, alone time. But, I mean, I've been through that before. So, I've, I mean, I've already moved and left home. You know, I've been on my own for a while. I lived out the country for a year. I mean, you know, I thought I had went through that. I got, thought God had kind of already showed me who I was, kind of showed me Regina. Let me understand who Regina was. However, God has been just revealing things. Just like, it's like, do you realize that a lot of the stuff you go through is simply so that God will show you who you are? Like, it's kind of just like, okay, you're going through that so that you can see <laughs> who you are. And it's just, I kind of feel like he's just kind of there with a the mirror, like, all right, go ahead. Go ahead. Watch and see. Watch and see who you are. And it's in that, that time of self-awareness. Like, it's so important because it lets you know how you need to respond to things, things that you need to do. Also, it, it helps you kind of just, you got to remember not to trust yourself. Yeah. <laughs> Because a lot of times, man, we will get, let me, listen, we will get to a point where we feel like, all right, I know myself, and because I know me, I know what I'm not going to do. <laughs> a lot of us kind of know, we kind of know, like, if we looked at, you know, the sin spectrum, or let's say, listen, if we looked at temptations, we'll say, all right, I know myself, so I know that this, does not, not, this doesn't pertain to me, because I got that, I'm good on that. And this over here might pertain to me because I know myself, but the minute you think you know yourself, the devil will play on that. The devil will play on that. And then you'll be over here like chilling like, okay, I don't need God. I got this. I'm good. I'm good by myself. I don't, need, I don't need Jesus. And then that's when he'll swoop in and bam. Like you have to take time to really go through that self-awareness process and also in that time realize, listen, trust God. Don't, get, <laughs> don't start to trust yourself. Um, but you do need to learn how to have the intimacy with yourself so that you know who you are, you know what you need, um, and you go through that self-awareness process so you, you can be able to learn more about yourself and learn uh, about who you are. And then finally, we talked about, we're talking about intimacy with others. Amen. Amen. Now, I'm not, look, we already talked about this. We're talking about intimacy with others. I'm not talking about sex. <laughs> I'm talking about sex, so, I mean, but, I, I, but we, do we have healthy relationships? Like, 
Are there people, like, literally even in this room who you've known for 10 years who you don't know? Like, it's so easy for us just to be like, hey, Maya. I'm so happy you came. I really am happy you came. I'm happy you're here. And, you know, I'm so happy that you're here. And I know you're Maya and you have, I know your children. I might be able to call your children's names. I might even know what street you live on. But I don't know nothing else. Like, that's not a real relationship. It's not a real friendship. Like, there are people you may know. <laughs> don't do it. So I was going to pick on Mr. Cameron, but I won't do it. But you have to get to the point where we can take off all these facades, like, and really just, like, the thing is, we build up walls. Like, we build up walls literally so that we are... <laughs> Like, isolated. Like, you could have a squad. Like, God has been sending you people like, here, they need to be on a squad. Here goes, here goes team members, team members, team members, team members. And you're like, whoa, 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 whoa. Like, nah, like, I'm not about that life. I'm good. Like, I'm not about that. Like, like, I'm not really trying to do that whole squad thing. Like, I'm on that other type of tip. Like, I'm on that I'm independent. I don't need nobody. I can do bad all by myself type of situation. And... <laughs> That's you? <laughs> and God is like, listen, you need people in your life. And so when we look at intimacy and we look at relationships, um, there's a relationship uh, triangle thing that they have um, that kind of just shows the levels of relationships. Um, so at the, be- at the bottom, it has partnership. So right here, we start with a partnership. Now, this is the day-to-day uh, responsibilities, like the people you see in the store that you have to say hi to. Um, that's there. That's just a partnership. And then you move up, you have safety. And in there you have honesty, self-control. I just kind of made some of these high, um, bigger because you can't really see them. Um, kindness, manners. Um, and then it moves higher to um, nurture, listening, affection, affirming. And then you have um, the highest level of intimacy and it has openness, sharing hearts, and that's where you have sex and you have passion. Listen, a lot of us try and skip steps. Like, we skip steps. Like, you have to start somewhere. Like, you cannot just come here. Like, you just can't come to the top. Like, honestly, like, for a real relationship, for a friendship, you, you have to have, you need that, that, that safety net. You need to feel safe. Honestly, if anybody really to be open with somebody, you need to feel safe. Am, am I right? Yeah. I mean, I don't know if y'all just go around talking to people when you don't really feel safe um, talking to them. If you're not creating that safe environment, like, I really don't have anything to say to you. Like, we're going to stay on this, this partnership level. And honestly, let's be very clear. I'm not saying that everybody ought to be up here. No, 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 no. <laughs> That's not what I'm saying. There are different levels, sure. But we, we, we have to figure out a way to be able to create and foster the good relationships and being able to move um, past just being so closed off to everyone. You ought not be closed off to, like, just everybody. Like, I'm just, I'm me. I'm partners with everybody. Like, I see you in the store. Hi. That's it. Something happens, you have no one to call because you're partners with everybody. Uh, a man of too many friends comes to ruin, but there is a friend who sticks closer 
than a brother. Uh, a healthy small squad is better than an unhealthy large squad. Let's just make sure we got that. Because I'm not saying that you have to have an army squad. I'm not saying everybody who's in here is going to be in the squad. Okay, because you have, you know, you have circles, you have different levels. And I think that there's a point in your life kind of when you figure this out. Because I hear you saying amen. Because I, I don't think, I think when we were children, you kind of like think, oh, I want to be friends with everybody. And you want to be just super close with everybody. And then one day it clicks and it's just like, okay, that ain't going to work. Like, I'm not saying we're not friends. Yes. But your squad, squad, does not have to be 10 million fake people. But if you could just get, if you could just get three true, real friends on the squad, then you're doing good. You're doing good. Listen, but then once you find these people, what happens when somebody in the squad falls out of formation? I don't know if anybody ever been there before. When, when we think about squads, and I told you that, that, that God was the originator of squads, when we look at the Bible, we find a lot of squads in the Bible, and one of the ones that's probably most popular, when you think of Jesus, Amen. Jesus had a squad. Listen, I mean, Jesus was talking to everybody. I mean, he was Jesus. Like, of course Jesus talked to everybody. Of course Jesus was friends with everybody, Dion. But Jesus had a squad. He had, he had his homies. He had the disciples. They rolled together. However, the squad, like, let's just read it. Then Judas Iscariot. <laughs> let's read it together. Then Judas Iscariot, one of the 12 disciples, went to the leading priests and asked, how much will you pay me to betray Jesus to you? And they gave him 30 pieces of silver. From that time on, Judas began looking for an opportunity to betray Jesus. Well, dang. I just built up enough courage to build this squad. Like, I just let some of these walls down. And now, I'm betrayed. Now I'm hurt. And many of us establish walls because we've been hurt. Like, I'm not coming at you. I'm not saying that you don't, that these walls that you have are not legitimate. I'm not saying that I don't understand why you have walls. But we have built these walls because we tried it. And some, listen, somebody hurt us. Somebody hurt us, but somebody might have hurt you like 15 years ago. Like somebody might have hurt you 50 years ago. And that somebody might have been your friend. Somebody might have been your family. And because they hurt you, you're just like, I'm done with it. But do you realize that forgiveness is vital to your health? You hold on to that thing and you decide you're not letting nobody else in, and you're just going to be isolated and lonely, not alone, but lonely, 
that will eat away at you. It will eat away at your health. We already looked. We already looked at, 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 at the quote that it said, that listen, that, that thing, like people that are like that, people that are isolated, people that have no friends, people that um, don't let anybody in, like they're, they're more prone to be sick. Like, even in reading, like, this doesn't seem really weird to me. It says something about, like, like, the, like if you, like, the less friends you have, people that have more friends are, are more, more, like, more, lessly, more likely to not get a cold. Like, I, listen, I don't know. But <laughs> I, I'm not, I'm not, I don't know if that helps. I don't know if that's true. But, I mean, that's what I'm reading. But it's just like, man, like, you'll never, we don't really, we don't really connect the two as far as healthy relationships and our bodies being healthy. And so what we're trying to say is that you have to invest in healthy relationships. You have to. You have to. You have to. Uh, Two people are better off than one. For they can help each other succeed. If one person falls, the other can reach out and help. But someone who falls alone is in real trouble. Listen, the Bible is trying to save you (laughs) before you find yourself in a situation where it's just you. Like, it's just you. Like, you have isolated yourself so much. Something happens. You have no place to turn. That's when the depression stuff rolls in. That's when you get sick and you have no clue what else to do. Listen, two is better than one. Y'all need a squad. We need a squad. Imagine, imagine what like life would be like if like everybody was actually like really able to have real relationships. Like if everybody wasn't so just like walled. Like, if I actually knew who you were. Like, we have so many guards up. Like, even in the church. I don't know if y'all want to agree with me. Y'all can try to act like y'all know what I'm talking about. But even in this room. <laughs> Whereas, like, I mean, you know, it's just in, out, happy Sabbath hug, deuces. <laughs> like, I mean, <laughs> I mean, like, when, when does it get... When, when does it go beyond that? When, I mean, I don't, is it just me? I don't know. No, I'm really asking. Is it just me? It's not just me? Because I, I, I'm, really, I'm really here. I'm really wondering, like, what would, what would it take? What would it take for us to, to try? Just to try. And I'm not saying you're, you have to lay out your whole, like, everything. And you got to put your whole business out to everybody. But I'm saying to really try and have real, genuine relationships. Anybody else sick of just fake people? about it is, listen, we are all guilty. (laughs) 
as I'm talking, like, we're all guilty. Where we just don't take the time, like, let me apologize. There's been some, there has been times where somebody, you're really trying to talk to me. And honestly, I really, like, for me, like, now that I've said this, like, sometimes, like, I really do want to talk, but I'm just, like, I'm trying to get something else done, or I'm trying to do this, and because this has to get done, then I end up, you know, not saying hi, or not saying whatever to you, and not, not giving you the hug, and then, honestly, boom, wow, God, then, honestly, it's stuff like that will create, I'm putting up a wall. <laughs> just from a minor, just misunderstanding, where you, listen, you, we mad now because this person won't talk to us, but this person really was really just trying to get somewhere because something was about to happen, and now we in our feelings because this is how they are, and I'm not going to talk to nobody else no more. No, nah, man. <laughs> no. <Nah. laughs> like, we can't operate like that. I promise that is probably like half of the stuff, especially in the church. That's what we talk about now. We in the church. Listen, half of the stuff in the church, like, literally, you have built up, we build up stuff and just hold on to it. Like, that happened 30 years ago. Like, it happened six months ago. Try again. Maybe it was a little misunderstanding. It's like any little misunderstanding, we're just like, I'm out. And I'm not trying again. And then you isolate yourself. Listen, squad goals. Squad goals. We need to build a squad, but you can't just have anybody on your squad. Like, everybody can't make a squad. Like, Dion, I'm sorry, you mad cool. But I don't know if you can make this cool. <laughs> you know I love you. You know I love you. <laughs> but listen, like, actually, like these guys, like I love these guys. I love to, I love to um, pick on them. Our band. Can we give it up for our band? Sorry, I can't be in the squad. <laughs> they kicked me out the squad. Listen, but honestly, they are a squad. They hang together. They're not just together here at church. They hang together. Maya's saying yes. They always together. You call Cullen, Dion right there. They're always together. They hang together. They have some similarities. They have some things that bring them together because they have some of the same core things that make them want to hang together. Listen, your squad should be wise. Your squad, when you're building your squad, your squad has got to be wise. Listen, Proverbs 13, 20 says, walk with the wise and become wise for a companion of fools suffers harm. Like, you cannot, you cannot say I'm trying to be wise and I'm rolling with my squad, but your squad is full of fools. Like, it's just not, it's just not going to add up because you're not going to have a wise squad. They will end up spoiling you. Don't think that, oh, well, I'm just so wise that y'all can come with me. Y'all, all, I'm walking with all the fools because my wise, I'm just going to change everybody. That don't have, that's the, it don't work like that. No, it don't. It don't work like that. You got to surround yourself by the people that you, that you know are wise, the people that you know are with it. Your squad should be able to tell you about yourself. Like, if you don't have anybody in your life who can tell you about yourself, like, if you don't have anybody in your life to be like, ooh, sweetie, that shirt I don't know. Uh, like, like, it's not coming at you, but it's just like, mm, like, it's not, like, listen, Shanice, Swan, like, y'all, like, you got to have somebody in your squad to be like, ooh, like, I mean, your hair was on point yesterday, but, but, you know, but, but, but the bun, the bun is struggling, so you might want to redo your bun. 
today. You need somebody to be able to tell you, listen, uh, they got to tell you about yourself. Listen, Proverbs 27, 5, verse 6 says, an open rebuke is better than hidden love. Wombs from a sincere friend are better than many kisses from an enemy. Listen, you need friends in your life who love you enough to tell you. Like, listen, because if you're not telling me about myself, we're not, we're not really friends. Like, that's not real. Like, you can take that. That's for the birds. Nobody wants that. Like, if you're just going to lie to me and be like, yeah, you look good. Yeah, you look good. <laughs> when all the while I look a mess, like, that's not real friendship. That's falling back into that whole fake thing that we just talked about. And that's not real. That's not real. Your squad should push you to grow. Like, if your squad doesn't push you to growth, they're not real. Like, you can't, if, if you're hanging out with people, yo, I love this. It's like, like, growing up is so funny because it's like, you have people who you feel like just because we went to high school together, like, we might have even went to, honestly, this is how, especially these Adventist schools and stuff like that. When we went to elementary school together, like, we've been in from kindergarten to all the way to academy to 12th grade. Just because we was rolling cool back there, does not mean that right now where I'm at, we can be on squad. You can't be a part of squad because you're, I, I'm trying to grow, but you're still in kindergarten. I, I can't, like, I know we were friends and I still got mad love for you, but kindergarten is over. Like, why are you bringing that up? Like, that's not who I am anymore. I know I did that then, but this is who I am right now. Like, your squad has to be able to push you to grow. This, this verse we all know, Proverbs 27, 17, and iron sharpens iron, so one person sharpens another. Like, if you don't have people that's rolling with you that are trying to sharpen you, that are trying to make you better, you need a new squad. Like, people got to go. Listen, we got to clean up some of these squads. Some of y'all need to, listen, you got to clean up some of these squads, Willie. I don't know about color. You may have to kick him off. I don't know. Listen, <laughs> your squad should share your same values. A lot of times we kind of feel like we can have people on our squad who don't, like there are some core things that you believe in. If they're not, if they're not about that, they cannot, be, they cannot be in the squad. I'm not saying don't have friends. A lot of times you're saying, okay, well, that doesn't mean I don't have friends that, you know, that, that, that are doing things and how am I supposed to witness to them and all of that. I'm not saying don't have friends that are, you know, of the world and friends that are doing different things. I'm not saying that. What I am saying is that you're squad, the people that are closest to you ought to have your same values. James 4.4, your adulterous people, don't you know that friendship with the world means enmity against God? Therefore, anyone who chooses to be a friend of the world becomes an enemy of God. Listen, what I'm saying is that your friends need to have the same values you have. If you're trying to get to heaven, they need to be trying to get to heaven too. You know, if you're trying uh, not to smoke, they need to be trying not to smoke as well. Uh, if they're going to be in your squad. Now, I'm not saying you can't talk to anybody else, but the people that are closest to you ought to be trying to get the same direction. The girl that I told you about um, at the beginning, I love her to death because literally, I literally stopped her from those two fights. And one of the times, literally, I was actually kind of hurt because she was like literally like physically hurt because she was so serious in trying to fight these people. But she, 
we were on the same squad because we were still trying to go to the same places. Like, even though that's who she was, she was trying not to be that way. And that's why I can appreciate that. And I can say, all right, I'm rolling with you if you're going to be there. So I'm going to come down these steps and I'm going to try and stop this fight. So that means you got to, you got to appreciate that. Because at the end of that day, she's like, man, thank you. Thank you. I'm happy that you were there to stop me because you know where I'm trying to go because we have the same core values, even though I'm struggling a little bit. You got to be there to help me, and that's what a squad's about. That's what it's about. Your squad should be someone you will listen to. There are people, and you know it, I don't know, maybe, that will say something to you, and you just really don't care. Like, prime example, Aaron, since you want to be pointing at me. Like, I mean... I could tell Aaron, and I could be like, Aaron, I don't know. Like, your outfit, I know you think it's fly right now, but I'm really not feeling it. Let me see your shoes. Right. And Aaron could literally be like, because he don't really, like, you know, he doesn't really want to be my friend like that. He doesn't want to. <laughs> he could just be like, listen, I don't really care. You can have your opinion. Oh, I definitely should have used you, Jordan. I, <laughs> and be like, I, I don't. He can just be some, okay, listen, now I'm messing up, playing Russian, y'all. Listen, <clears throat> your squad should be someone who you will <laughs> listen to. If you don't care about that person, if it's not somebody that you value, there it is, if you don't value their opinion, like, they can speak to their boo, but you're just like, okay, my hair's ugly, all right, click. And you don't change your hair. Like, like you need somebody who you can listen to. Proverbs 19.20 tells us, listen to advice and accept discipline, and at the end, you will be counted among the wise. At the same time, too, if you're going to be a part of the squad, find somebody you'll listen to, but you've got to listen. You have to be able to listen to advice. You have to be able to listen to advice. Amen? Are you with me? I don't know if y'all with me. Y'all with me? Because I think that's something that we kind of struggle with. We kind of feel like, listen, I, I, I got it. Listen, surely I got this. I don't need you. Back to my, my back to my band. Like if Willie, okay, Cullen, he is our drummer, but he plays everything. If you see him, he likes to hop around, and there's times where you look over and he's on the piano. And I was at the beginning, I was like, but Cullen, you you don't play the piano. Get on your instrument. However, he can actually play the piano. Saw that one day. I said, oh, cool. However, if Willie, who is master of the piano, tries to give Cullen some advice on the piano. Cullen ought to be able to be humble enough, smart enough, wise enough to listen to the advice, to listen to the advice that he is given. Listen, a lot of us, we have people in our squad who know what they're talking about. Like you have people in your squad who have been where you've been, People in your squad who, you know, they kind of, they have a little specialty in it. And they're trying to tell you. And you're just like, I'm not listening. I got this. I'm doing me. Why have a squad if you're not going to listen? Listen, your squad should be ride or die. Your squad should be ride or die. Right. Like, if your squad is not ride or die, they're not squad. Like, they, they, they're not squad goals. Like, your squad is not ride or die. 
this is where that, that verse was actually supposed to go. One who has unreliable friends soon comes to ruin, but there is a friend who sticks closer than a brother. That's where that goes, right there. Your friends, your squad, whoever you got on your squad, you got to be reliable and you got to be ride or die. The squad goes, when I, when I think about the squad, I know we talked about Jesus and we talked about the disciples. And, you know, you can probably find like a lot of different squads in the Bible, like the people who brought the, um, the man to Jesus, like they went through the roof and like brought him to be healed. Like that's a squad. <laughs> like you like you going through a roof <laughs> like that's a squad like you know Paul and Silas they rolling they rolling t- together like in the jail they squad like you have people that you have squads but when I when I look at, at, at the Bible and I try to figure out what's the greatest squad like I think of God and I'm kind of just like yo God you really was the, you were the originator of squad because you're like all right you have God the Father you have God the Son and you have the Holy Spirit squad squad. Listen, and honestly, like, I know I'm telling you to get a squad, but like, if you could be a part of any squad, that's the squad. Like, like y'all mad cool, and I'm trying to get in y'all squad, that's why I'm trying to learn how to play the drum, but if y'all don't let me in y'all squad, there's a better squad that I'm trying to be a part of. Like, the squad, God squad, like, God squad, let's see if he, if he checks out. God squad, we said that your squad should be wise. Does God check out? He checks out. We said that your squad should be able to tell you about yourself. Listen, does God check out? Oh, listen, he be telling me about myself all the time. Listen, we said that your squad should be able to push you to growth. Listen, God definitely pushed. I don't know about you, but he pushes me. Uh, We said that your squad should be able to share your same values. I mean, I think that God clearly shares our values, amen? Uh, We said that your squad should be right or die. I don't know about you. But I believe that God is a rider that I. Now, he rode, <laughs> and he actually, he died. <laughs> he said, I am ride or die. You don't have to guess if I'm ride or die or not, but I already proven to you that I'm ride or die. Like, God already, <laughs> he already showed us. I'm ride or die. There's somebody (laughs) who's not a part of God's squad. You're not a part of God's squad. Like, because to be (laughs) to be on a squad, we talked about what your squad has to be. But at the same time, all those things that we just identified, you got to be that too. Amen. You don't get to be the weak link. You, you don't get to be the weak link. So if you're going to be on God's squad, are you coming saying, God, I'm wise? Are you come willing to listen? Like, somebody here has been a bad team member on the squad. <laughs> like, God's been saying, here, this is what you need to do. You're not trying to listen. You're not being wise. 
God is saying, I'm trying to grow you. You're trying to jump off. You're trying to jump ship. You don't want to be a part of the squad. Today, I'm challenging us all to be a part of God's squad. Listen, if there's somebody here who just wants to say, listen, I want to be a part of God's squad, I just want you to stand. Just saying, listen, God, I, I realize that ultimately your squad is the best. Like, I have my squad, and I, I've tried to, to, to form my squad, but ultimately your squad is the best squad, and I'm trying to roll with you. Listen, there's somebody that needs to come saying, listen, I, 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 I want to be a part of God's squad. I never made that decision before to be a part of God's squad. Somebody may be saying, listen, I, some of us need to, this is hard. Some of us need to let go of some people on our squad. And this is the hard part because they're your squad. You're not trying to let them go. But if they don't match up with the squad goals that you're looking for, they may need to go. They may need to go. I want to say a prayer. And I want to pray for somebody who needs the courage to make some changes in their squad. Like, you know there's some people that you already are thinking of that you need to make some changes. I want to invite you to come down because I want to pray that you'll have the courage and the strength enough to make those changes. Somebody else may need to come saying, listen, I, I need to get a squad <laughs> because I've been isolating myself and I don't really have a squad I have some people but I need to I need to, to, to allow myself to connect to people more and stop fighting off the squad and somebody might need to say listen I need to join Jesus squad for the first time like I've been around but I, I, I need to rejoin or I need to join you might want to uh, say you need to be baptized you need to be uh, Rebaptize. you need to get into some Bible studies, you need to do something, you need to talk to somebody, you need special prayer, we're going to invite you to come down now. If you're saying, listen, I don't want to leave this place not a part of God's squad. I made several appeals there, and I mixed them all up. But I'm going to pray. But I want you right now in your mind, for those of you who, I don't want to just say this was, we heard it and we leave. For those of you who need to rework your squad, right now I just want you to go ahead and think, think through it. Think through your squad and figure out who needs to go. Go ahead. I don't even want you to move. Go ahead. I want you to think through, identify those names. Who needs to go? For those of you that have walls up, 
I need you to identify what needs to happen for the wall to come down. Why is the wall there? Is there somebody that you need to call to forgive? Do you need to make a phone call after church tonight? And for that person who's never accepted God as their squad, you don't want to leave this place before accepting Christ and saying, God, I want you to be in complete control. I want to be a part of your squad. I want you to show me who my earthly squad is going to be. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you so much for your words, God. We thank you so much for being the originator of the squad, God, for not leaving us out here alone, God. We thank you so much. And God, we ask that you might help each person to identify what they need to do when they leave here. God, that I ask that you would give courage to the person that needs to eliminate someone from their squad. I ask that you might show somebody else who they need to let in. God, I ask that you would help us to tear walls down. God, I ask that you might allow that person who needs to make a decision for you, God, that they might not leave this place without speaking to somebody. Without saying, listen, I need to be baptized. I need to be rebaptized. God, I, I need to speak to somebody. And God, ultimately, we're just praying that when you come again, you will take us all back home with you. God, and that we all might be a part of your squad. And that we all might just be good members of the squad. God, we thank you so much for dying for us, for being the ride or die. God, because without you, we'd be nothing. In your precious name we do pray.